You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. everyone and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming today, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, straight out of the back to tank, is Mr. Joe Cahill. Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, uh, I am back up and around a little bit, so good day for you to choose to do a, an episode. That's good, good. Um... Unfortunately, uh, Ray is on a special assignment for the Rebellion right now and is unable to join us, but um, he will be back next week. And uh, again, we apologize for having no show this past week. Um, You know, things just happen again. Life just happens. And, you know, things, you know, but again, we do apologize as always that we weren't able to put out an episode last week so anyway getting right into it um there's been a few news items going around the star wars universe right now one is of course um the fact that uh original series actor dennis lawson will be reprising his role as wedge antilles in the last jedi and this uh for a lot of fans this was a big big deal because wedge is definitely a fan favorite um especially from the legends uh the legends book he played a big role in a lot of the legends books so finally seeing wedge back in action is going to be pretty cool i think oh absolutely i was i was wondering why we hadn't yet yeah um I know for a while he kind of stepped away, like a lot of Star Wars fans, he kind of stepped away from it. But um, to uh, to paraphrase another uh, movie genre, just when you think it's you know you're out of it, it pulls you back in. Yeah, and I, I think they're probably doing it as kind of a nostalgia. Yeah. Um, anything to get people in the theater because. Oh yeah. They have not had that huge. Yeah. Home run. Yeah. Uh, you're cutting out a little bit there, but, uh, Joe. Oh. I don't know if it's... that a little better? Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Technical difficulties, <Okay>. people. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we're going to have a uh, uncle and nephew duo in Star Wars now. Not in... The same movie, but um, as many many of you may or may not know, uh, Dennis Lawson is, of course, the uncle to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, not the actual Obi-Wan Kenobi, but the the actor who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you heard the, the rant recently by... Um, uh, da, 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 da. My mind just went blank. Um, uh oh. I know that's never <laughs> a good me. thing. 
that is never a good thing and i'm gonna have to look look it up right now and ladies and gentlemen you are seeing uh what it's like in real life when you don't remember something and you don't prepare there we go Uh, by have you? Okay, anyway, okay. The uh, current rant by Freddie Prinze Jr. Um, I don't know if you've been able to listen to it or read anything about it, uh, Joe. No, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Um, what, it was. What's Freddie's problem with it? Um, Freddie, of course, did the voice of Canon Jarrus in, um, the uh, the TV show Rebels, and he is a huge Star Wars fan massive Star Wars fan has been all his life and he went a lot of people on a a rant on a, another podcast and from what I understand his whole thing his whole point was about people complaining about how easy it was for Ray to learn to be a Jedi and he said his basic rant was we get basically and I'm paraphrasing here that we get so upset about Ray learn you know learning this stuff so quick that we forget how quickly Luke learned how to be a Jedi and the things that Luke was able to do rather quickly um, and the, the fact that we're taking it so seriously we're also forgetting that Star Wars is at its heart a movie for kids that's a big point right there. Yeah, you know, that we're taking it so seriously and we're just... And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it boiled down to was, you know, us not forgetting who's, what Star Wars is about and who Star Wars is for. And it's for it's for kids. And that's not right. to say that it's just for kids, but that's what, that's what Lucas is... One of, you know... Our, target audience was he made it because he made it out of nostalgia for remembering the movies and the and the movie serials that he watched as a kid the buck rogers you know the um flash the flash gordon <laughs> yeah flash gordon stuff like that um but but yeah i mean it's star wars is right, I mean, for kids yet luke was really only on Dagobah for a couple of days, max. Well, you know, it depends on what the travel time was for the Falcon. And everything I've heard has been, it would have been, since the Falcon was going at the time without light speed, it would have taken longer. So from what I read and from what I've heard, um, it was a few months. It was two or three months that he was on Dagobah. Um. <laughs> So it wasn't just a few days or a few weeks. It was. It was. There was some. There was considerable time, but it wasn't like years. It was. He was tra He was uh, basically training for about three months, and then he went back and probably trained for another year. Because I'm not sure what the time period between jump is between uh, Empire and Jedi, but. Again, there was some considerable time that was that was there, and during that time, he was doing you know training on his own when he was on 
Tatooine trying to uh, rescue Han. You know, we have the, uh, there's a deleted scene where he is seen building his lightsaber. Um, so we know that he did do some training on Tatooine by himself. Probably found the the journals of Obi-Wan and used that to kind of supplement his training. But, but yeah, there was some time. But again, I mean, not getting off subject, but, you know... This is a movie that was meant as a fantasy movie for basically all ages. And, but to appeal to the kid in all of us. I mean, I think that's one thing that Star Wars has always tried to do is to appeal to the, the kid and the, that little fan in every one of us to, you know, to dream of flying a spaceship. I mean, what Star Wars fan hasn't dreamed of flying the Millennium, Millennium Falcon? Me. You haven't dreamed about it? No, no. I want an X-Wing. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yes, X-Wings are... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm going to fly something, I'm going to fly the X-Wing. If I'm going to command something, give me a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, X-Wing, yes. I was more always more... Uh, I like the X-Wing, but I also, the A-Wing was my always mine. I like the A-Wings. Personal preference. I just, I, yeah, A-Wing, it's just, it's a cockpit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're going to go there, then I want the uh, Tri-Fighters from the Chiss Ascendancy. Oh, oh, yeah. Or the uh, the uh, TIE Defender. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let, let's get into the... The really cool fighters in. Oh yeah, yes. That and that's one thing um, that I really appreciate about this uh, the series of Rebels is they go into the manufacturing of some of the more famous starfighters, like the uh, um, one of the one of the key uh, plot elements with uh, thought when when they bring Thrawn in, Grand Admiral Thrawn in is their you get this kind of behind-the-scenes look within the Empire of this kind of rivalry between Thrawn, who has developed the TIE Defender, and um, the um, at the time they were starting also to starting development of the Death Star. And there was this kind of rivalry between which one would win out and get the major contract to go through mm-hmm. with production. And of course, in the end, it, we all know it ended up being the Death Star. But um, but yeah, it was kind of interesting to see the kind of machinations in that show. But anyway, we're right. not here to talk about Rebels. Um, well, we do have the news of um, that we're going to get another visitation to the Thrawn. Yes, a new Thrawn, a new Thrawn, which, um, and we also, from what uh, we also got a another series of of books announced too, which will, uh, kind of fill in the gaps and take us right up to where we are currently with the uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, mm-hmm. and I believe that the Thrawn book will kind of bring us up in a way to close to where we are now um, to kind of fill in the gaps. I know they're waiting for a lot of these books until Last Jedi is in theaters because there's a lot of spoilery stuff in these books, of course. So 
they're not wanting to tip their hand too early. But we also made we also got a quick glimpse of that the Star Wars universe will continue after Last Jedi, uh, within the books at least. Um, so yeah, quite a bit of uh, Star Wars news, but nothing really definitive um, as far as we just got some titles and time dates as far as when these books will uh, fall in sneak out on us sneak yeah. out on us in the within the Star Wars timeline at least and you know uh, but yeah um, that's about all I have do you have any other more news that you've heard about oh let me see here let me check I try to share any news that I see yes uh, right away over to our page yes that on is uh, Facebook the, by the way uh, War of the Stars War of the Stars Facebook page <laughs> yes of course Facebook page everybody should go over there and and, and, and follow us yes uh, uh, the little sneak peek I guess they gave it uh, Comic Con about Star Wars after the Rise of Skywalker yeah um, so Project Luminous, uh, I, I'm thinking similar to a, um, you know, Marvel Universe or yeah. Marvel Phase, whatever, and in, in is how they're going to do it and call them projects. So, yeah, I'm curious about what they're going to do, where we're going to go from here. Are we going to go in a totally new direction? Is it going to be uh, sticking around at least with some of the canon? Uh, yeah. You know, are we going to delve into Legends? Are we going to bring some of that back in? Uh, th- I think that would be something that would be interesting because they've shown, Disney has shown in the past that they're not afraid to, excuse me, uh, delve into Legends and bring Legends back. So um, them bringing in Legends characters or Legends story ideas wouldn't surprise me. Um they're very they are very careful when they do it and it doesn't necessarily mean that we will get exactly what we got in legends i mean thrawn is a good example um in, Le- in legends thrawn didn't show up until after the um basically the fall of uh the empire or at least the empire under palpatine um whereas in the new canon, he shows up fairly early on in the rebellion, within the rebellion. Right. So, um, you know, they're they're they'll make changes to it. So, you know, for those expecting someone like Mara Jade to show up and, you know, be exactly who she was, you know, not saying that she won't show up, she might, but don't be surprised if she's not exactly what you think she should be or what she was you know um you know the same with anything that they might bring in you know they're going to make changes they're going to adapt it and you know and and they said they're going to be done with the star with the skywalker yes the skywalker line skywalker saga is done so, you know, they got to be careful which legends they, they bring in. Exactly, exactly. Um, and we've talked about this before, like with uh, 
you know, them possibly bringing, doing uh, Knights of the Old Republic in a movie, um, it's not going to be beat for beat like the game was. You know, correct. It's not going to be that that exact storyline. They're going to make their own storyline. Um, set in the time period. Set in that time period, and you know, I think they'd be amiss if they didn't bring in characters like Bastila or especially Revan or or Darth Malak. Um, but it's not going to be that exact storyline from like from like I said from the game. It's going to be its own own story and you know honestly with uh uh Benioff and Weiss in charge of writing that story I have a lot of faith a lot of hope I know a lot of people are raising an eyebrow especially after the last season of Game of Thrones and uh a few other other misses that um uh Weiss has had um they both or they both have had that but you know you had what was it seven ten seasons of game of thrones or was it seven um i, don't I think the final one was the seventh season seventh season so you had only six seasons of really really good writing by these two and you know i think that having a a movie written by those two set in that time period is almost perfectly within their wheelhouse right you know, and with the Disney Channel coming, yeah, um, you know, Mandalorians. Uh, I would love to see them do something with, uh, especially now that we've got Wedge back. Uh, you know, Rogue Squadron. Oh, I would love to see a Rogue Squad. That's what that's what we need to do a petition a petition for a Rogue Squadron TV show. That would be. I think that awesome. would be a awesome. I I I remember as a kid growing up reading the uh, X Wing novels young adult novels and I fell in love with Rogue Squadron. Oh yeah. The, oh. the novels, the comics, uh, you know, Dark Horse put out comics for a while. It was, yep. I was I, really into, I was really, really into, Oh yeah. Into the X-Wing series of books. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, so I that think would be a fun place to go. <laughs> that would be, that would be, um, Oh, and also bringing back the uh, original X-Wing video game. Well, there's a chance for him to make more money. There, there Marketing, guys. There you go. You you do the show, you got the game back, you, you can market. There you go. You can do a big update on the game with today's tech. Oh, I would love a uh, an X-Wing, uh, X-Wing game with VR. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Feel like right in the cockpit, just flying an X-wing. Anyway. Or do the whole cockpit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Why well, stop? There. So, Let's anywho, just... what was your other plan for today? Well, we are going to. Uh, I asked you earlier, as you know, to come up with some what-if scenarios. We're going to look at those instances within the Star Wars universe that might have changed things if slight things had changed what we think the Star Wars universe would have been like if things had gone a different way from a certain point of view. Uh, So, 
Joe, I will let you start. What is your first what-if scenario? What if Luke accepted Darth Vader's proposal mm. in return in return to join and overthrow the emperor? Uh, yeah, return to the Jedi mm. to overthrow the emperor. Now, I'm not saying he has to go dark side or anything. Well, I think that, I mean, that almost has to be a, a given because <sighs> that's a hard one. Because I tried so, to make it that way. Yeah, I, thank, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I think he doesn't. Well, here's the thing. Does him joining him on the Death Star right then change anything of the outcome of the battle on the outside? That's the question. Because if the Emperor is, kill, is killed and Luke and Vader go off together... I mean, does it really change anything except for the fact that you now have Vader and Luke, and Luke now being considered a, a traitor to the Rebellion because he's now helping his dad? And that's a hard one because, I mean, well, there's I so there. Yeah, you got me stumped, man. There's so many variables that could happen. I mean... Like, I don't see yeah, Luke... Does... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, he could bring Dad back. He could. Uh, they could, they become benevolent rulers together. Uh, he does go dark side, becomes, you know, Darth Apprentice, whatever, and... Yeah. Uh, the well, battle on the outside actually, you know, say the Rebels lose it, because now it's a much better control. We've all seen in the Legends books mm -hmm. and in other places where the you know force power and concentration of the ruler yeah. is used to en enhance their force's ability to fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's always, you know, it's always, it's, it's the butterfly effect of one thing changes and that changes the outcome of every everything else so yeah it is possible that and it also depends on at what point in the battle the emperor is overthrown right you know if it's, it's early if it's early then yes i think that could change the tide but if it's near the end of the battle and when they've already started to try to break through and making their run on the death star then, you know, the Death Star could still be destroyed. And there's the possibility that they could not get, that they may not be able to get out. Yes, all three of them gone. All three of them are, are killed. And then there's the possibility, I mean, if Luke stays light and manages to convince his dad to turn to the light side and they overthrow the Emperor and kill him without Vader dying, 
you know, I don't think that the rebellion at that point, you know, getting close to being the new republic, would welcome Anakin Skywalker back in with open arms. Right. You know, there would have to be a trial. At least. If not, you know, people, I'm sure there'd be people there in the rebellion that would want just to summarily execute him. You know, forget, like, forget, yeah. forget the, uh, forget the formalities. Give me, give me a blaster. I'll. Yeah, war crimes trial. What? Well, <laughs> you know, we know he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that brings up another interesting. Uh, what if that? Now, point... do we get the? Well, what I was thinking would be awesome is, do we get a massive lightsaber fight in the throne room? AKA Kylo Ren and Ray versus the, the red guards. Oh, <laughs> do we get Vader and Luke fighting, you know, yeah. Palpatine's red guards. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's interesting. That, that right there would make it worth it to me. <laughs> yeah. Because if you remember the guards were on the outside, I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be very hard for Palpatine to just, press a button and boom, they'd be right there. But still they were on the outside. So they could, you know, make some sort of excuse for, Oh, look, the emperor's dead. Oh no. There was a horrible right. accident. Oh, Oh, whatever shall we do? Oh, I guess I'll take over now. <laughs> Much like what Kylo did. Yeah, I'm in charge. Like, uh, the Supreme Leader's dead. Long live Supreme Leader. Um, my, my what-if scenario is um, what if Luke had got accepted to the Imperial Academy? And left Tatooine, hmm. Tatooine early. I think Luke would have ended up being a very nice, noble fighter pilot for the Empire. Well, here's the thing, though. He still had the last name, and that last name would have came up eventually. And Vader would have noticed, like, there's a Skywalker that's a pilot from from Tatooine. Hmm. I think or that would, would have... Did, would they even have had the name flagged? Um... Probably not, but... I mean, they, you know, for all we know, Skywalker is Smith in their universe. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Though is in the actual canon, there's a comic that explains how Vader found out who Luke was, and it was after the first Death Star was destroyed, and he sends out um, Fett to find out who this guy was and he finds out that he was a the nephew of a moisture farmer and the last name was Skywalker and the last scene you see is when he gets the name is Vader standing on the bridge of his super star destroyer and he just clenches his fist and you see the view screen in front of him just start to crack as he oh, realizes I'm back who, my collection for that <laughs> as he realizes who's who it is Obi-Wan pulled a fast one on me though. Yes, he did. So, I think I think 
Skywalker might be a common name, but I think if he was to put that, this was a Skywalker who happened to be from Tatooine. That would put it some, together. Yeah, that would raise some that would raise some red flags. Then it's a matter of what does Vader do with that information once he finds it out? Does he go and? Because at that point, you know, Luke would have been fully immersed in the Imperial dogma and raised, you know, all hail the Empire, everything like that. Yeah, so, a, a Baron Fell. Yeah. Does a young he, Baron Fell. Does he go and try and, you know, let him know? Because one thing, I think another thing that would have really made him even more is the fact that even though he wasn't trained as a Jedi, he still had those natural force abilities. So he would have been right. a great fighter pilot and probably have gotten promoted rather quickly and maybe even been uh, flagged to be part of Vader's squadron. Hence my mention of Baron Fell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that's a really, to me, that's a really interesting, interesting one because it gives... It doesn't necessarily have Luke turning to the dark side right away, but it it gives an interesting dichotomy between the two. And again, there's the there's the distinct possibility that if that was to happen, that their 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 uh, paths may never cross. Right. Well, does Vader want to acknowledge that his son is alive? Mm. Um, because, you know, the rule of two. Exactly. Uh, are you a little disappointed in me, boss? Because, oh, dang, I never should have told you about my son. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, he could also do uh, pull what he did in the Legends and the, uh, the video games where he uses Luke as a secret apprentice. Mm-hmm. You know, he trains him in secret, you know, still having him, keeping him, you know, training him still as a fighter pilot, but on the side, he's training him as a Sith. You know? Which I think would be more likely, because I could see Vader taking an interest in this young pilot. Yes. And here's the other and question. He, Does he tell Luke who he is? Yeah, I think he would eventually tell him. Yeah. You know, about who is father that I'm your father, yeah, uh, and and then which do would make good a, from that point of view. You make the Jedi and everything the bad guys. Oh well, and and I mean that that whole um scenario where you know Luke, you know Vader asks Luke, you know, do you know what happened to your father? And instead of saying you killed him, he could say something like, well, yeah, he was a he was a he was a spice freighter pilot, and then Vader says no. Yeah. I am your father. And yeah, somehow I don't see Luke going, no, at that point. Yeah, back then he'd be like, really? My dad's the number two guy in the Empire? This is cool. Because, <laughs> you know, he's a loyal little march stepper. Still got you? Mark?
And we're back. Are we back? I cannot hear you. All right. So as we were talking about, um, yeah, I think, and if we know anything about Luke's personality, natural personality, I think you might have seen a much more, a Luke that was much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Arrogant, much more the... Well, and not just arrogant, but I think he would have had this sense of entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he would also been much. He would have been much closer to what we think of when a lot of times, especially people of my age and your age, when we think of "quote unquote" millennial. He would have had that type of like, of course I deserve this. Look who I am. Especially when he found out who his dad was. It would have been like, of course I deserve this. Look who my dad is. Um, yeah, we're, we're the best. Yeah, of course. What do you mean I have to, what do you mean I can't have the best of everything in the empire? Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vader's like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. No, that would have been, it would have been, um, that would have been, um, uh, yeah, um, Bela would have been, uh, 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 uh Lord, Lord, <laughs> uh, Lord Vader. <laughs> Mmm. Mmm, interesting. Yeah, and he would have failed in his mission in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have raised some... Uh, No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yes, the ever the drama king. Darth Vader. Ever the drama king. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can. He can. Gotta love old Annie. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Darth Annie. Oh, have you seen, they have a video where they took all the lines from young Anakin 
when he was a kid and put them into this the very first scene of Darth Vader um, on the um, the very first scene you see Darth Vader in Star Wars, but they dubbed over all of all of Annie's Anakin's lines from the uh, episode one. Oh, it is hilarious! It is hilarious to see big Darth Vader and then little Annie's voice coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now this is pod racing. <laughs> pod racing. Oh. So, um, what about you? Do you have a what is your second what if scenario? Mm. this is something we're going to actually next week we're going to touch on a little bit more in depth, but um, give you a little spoiler warning, spoiler here, um, that yes, the Emperor was evil. I think there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Even if he was preparing for the Vong, uh, of course we're talking legends here, even if he was preparing for the Vong, um, the means don't justify the ends in this case. Um, as far as, you know, now just building the Death Star and say, you know, and keeping it hidden somewhere and, you know, you know, then when the Vong comes saying, hey, look, we have this we can fight them with now. But the very fact that they, you, that they built the Death Star and then used it on a civilian population um, the fact that they used slave labor, the fact that they, you know, did all these horrific things, you know, the ends don't justify the means. So I think you can say almost, for me at least, I can say almost unequivocally that the emperor was bad. He's a bad guy. Possible? I think that definitely was possible, but again, it wasn't the the ends didn't justify the means. Um, yeah, that's just ah <laughs> uh, my. All right, number two. All right, right. So let's see. My number two is. what if it was Leia that was trained instead of Luke? What if something had happened to Luke and Leia ends up the one having to be trained to be the last, the quote-unquote last Jedi? Yeah.
Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, not not good, probably, but turn. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think what helped Luke personally was the fact that he got into the conflict so late. You know, Leia had grown up with it. Leia, Leia had... Yeah, and she had seen death and carnage and what all was going on, and Luke was just farm boy, living his little life on Tatooine until, you know. So yeah, I I, th- I agree. You know, it's um. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then possibly have become Empress herself, or at least tried to. You know. And there's actually a series, they actually did a, I don't know if you remember this, they did a series of comics that did what ifs. And that was one, one of them was Leia being trained um, by uh, by Yoda, and they did another one that was a really interesting one is that the the attack on the Death Star is only a partial success that it does not fully destroy; it just manages to damage it enough so that the planet is not fully destroyed when it fires its laser and there are survivors and Leia is captured. And she's basically turned, you know, she's brainwashed into becoming a loyal subject once again of the Emperor. And it was really good because it's... in. Vader finds out from the Emperor who Leia is. And that's what makes him turn, is finding out that Leia was her daughter. And it was... They did some really good um, what-ifs. They did one of Vader surviving. What if Vader had survived um, the second Death Star? And it still turns to the light side. And this one I thought was kind of cheesy because the last panel is, um, in, in the comic, both him and Palpatine both end up surviving. And the last panel is Vader walking onto a rebel, rebel ship and saying, I know, you know, I have, you know, all the plans of my former master, you know, I know what his plans are next. 
and he's wearing his armor, but it's pure white. I thought that was a little cheesy, a little too much on the nose. Of, oh, he's turned to the light side now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was just pure, like, white. Just, it was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of any other good what ifs. There's a lot of them. Um, there's one that I think it was really interesting, and another, a YouTuber actually did this one is during the, uh, the battle between Obi Wan and Anakin on Mustafar, the, uh, the duel there, when Obi-Wan says the line, the Chancellor is evil, and, of course, Anakin Vader at that point replies back, from where I stand, the Jedi are evil. What if, instead of saying what he said in the movie, which is, of course, then you are lost, if he had stopped and said, what do you mean, you, from your point of view, the Jedi are evil? What if what if Obi Wan had stopped and asked him? Oh, how how do you how did you come to that conclude? Basically, how did you come to that conclusion? What do you mean? Instead of just going off and trying to kill him at that point, what if he had stopped and listened to Anakin? And or do you think Anakin was beyond reason at that point? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, that is. I mean, and there's there's several instances. Oh. I think knowing Han. Even if he wasn't court-martialed, I don't see a honorable discharge in Han Solo's uh, imperial career. I, I just do not see it. I, I'm not saying that he would have gotten court-martialed, but yeah, I don't see his imperial career uh, ending on a high note. <laughs> no, no. I, I think he would, you know, at the most he just would have done his duty, done his, you know, however long his, you know, imperial tenure was, and then gone right back into smuggling. I don't think you would have really seen that big of a difference in his post-imperial career. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> oh wow
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the biggest, um, the biggest thing coming, coming up in the future is, uh, the end of the Skywalker saga, of course. And, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've already warned everybody that uh, my wife and anybody else who's going to go see the movie with me that I will be bawling like a baby, I'm sure, from uh, the minute I probably from the minute I hear the opening uh, theme, I'll probably be be tearing up at that point. Uh, that's just me, you know, it, but yeah, I'm, I will be an emotional wreck. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Say knowing that you're seeing that crawl for the last time that, you know, you're see, you know, all these things that I'm sure we'll see, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it just won't be the same, you know? And from a personal standpoint, this is me. Now that they own Disney owns 20th century Fox, I would love to hear the fanfare again. Cause for me, that was part of the star Wars experience is hearing that. And then going into the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. To me, that was part of the theme of, uh, yeah, I, but it's just, it is going to be very bittersweet and very, you know, seeing these characters for the last time and saying goodbye to them. And yeah, it's until you start thinking about it, I said, until, you know, you, you really stop and think about it, you know, I mean, for me, at least I didn't really, you know, I knew it, but it, it just didn't click that, wait, this is going to be the last time we see these, these characters. This is going to be the last time we see Luke Skywalker in any shape or form, you know, your Chewbacca, we've already said goodbye to Han. We're going to be saying goodbye to Leia. Last, in many ways, we say goodbye to Leia last movie. You know, these are the last time we're going to be seeing these iconic characters. And it's just like, wow. I, I, and I don't think it's really going to fully even hit me until I'm actually in the theater. And the final credits roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I would hope not, but again, you just never you just never know. You know, they have so much of a of a huge time period to go off of in such a vast galaxy that you could still have it in the same time period, but just have it in a completely different part of the galaxy, maybe even a part of the galaxy that is outside of the Imperial sphere or even the rebel sphere. You know, you could have it in a part of the galaxy that is in the unknown region, you know, a different area of the unknown region. You know, you could have a movie set within the just ascendancy. Yeah. You know, they, they do the chess. Um, and I mean, you could even bring in, like we said before, you can bring in alien races from the, um, from legends that were kind of outside. Um, you know, you could bring in this Saru, Saru, Saruki, the, um, if you remember the book, they were the, uh, the dinosaur looking aliens that enslaved the, uh, humans and used their life force to run their ships. You, know, you have all, all different kinds of, you know, because that's one thing they haven't really hit on in any of the new canon is any of the governments or uh, power, you know, quote unquote powers or groups that were weren't either part of the empire or part of the rebellion. You know, you know, in the new canon, are there groups like that, or did the empire just take over the entire galaxy? You know, you know, yeah, yeah. How big? How big exactly was the empire? So, so yeah, those would be very, very interesting topics to discuss. And we will, yes, yes, because we are going to be, next week, we are going to be doing a very interesting, and I think, um, a very, should be a very interesting topic and very fun topic. We're going to be talking about uh, life under imperial rule, and... Now, we've already discussed, and I've already given my opinions on the Emperor himself, but we're going to be discussing, was the Empire evil? Or were there people in the Empire? Could you be a member of the Empire and a high-ranking official and still be good? Um, So we're going to be talking about what life we think life would have been like under the Empire, and... uh, just kind of having a fun conversation about that. So that's what we call a segue. <laughs> it should be. It should be. Uh, with that being said, uh, you can find us as always here on Realm of the Mist on Anchor. Uh, Anchor is, of course, your one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Uh, if you ever want to go into a podcasting, they have all the tools to get you started for free, and you can start making money right right away. 
Uh, that'll be two commercials and one show for Anchor. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, you can also check us out on iTunes or Apple Podcasts now. And want to give a quick shout out to Aaron, who gave us a five-star review recently uh, on iTunes. Uh, thank you, Aaron. You're uh, He's a personal... He's a uh, friend of mine. I know him very well. Good guy. Um, uh, but yeah, um, also find us on Stitcher and Spotify and pretty much Google Play and pretty much Google Podcasts, I should say, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. Check out all the shows on Realm of the Mist. Listening to one show helps out the entire channel, and we have some pretty awesome shows other than just War of the Stars. Uh, but yeah, check out all the shows there. Uh, you can find me. Oh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, several ways you can do that. You can email the, sh- the show directly at realm of the mist entertainment at gmail.com. You can email me personally at John Tolly 3930 at gmail.com. Also on Twitter, we are Realm of the Mist Entertainment, at Realm of the Mist Entertainment, and I am at John Tolly One because I'm of John Mark Tolly One because I'm of course the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter, Facebook at Mark Tolly, and Instagram John Tolly Thirty Nine Thirty. Joe, where can they find you at? Uh, that's right. That's right. And until next time, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>